Hey, this is Antonio Nieto Rodriguez. I'm an author, speaker, advisor around the world of projects and change. If you're wanting to learn how to embrace change and navigate through disruptions as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, Dennis Janutsos. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Hey, welcome to the show, Leadership is Changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. So perhaps the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. Hey, listeners, it's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world. Hey, listeners, welcome back to another episode with us here on the Leadership is Changing podcast Great to have you here with us today. I have a wonderful guest with me. His name is Antonio Nito Rodriguez, and he is the world's leading champion of project management and strategy implementation. He has transformed project management into one of the central issues of every CEO's 2030 agenda. So if you're a CEO or a senior executive or you're into project management, you better listen up. This is going to be a fantastic interview. Antonio is also an author of uh, of a few books and other things called Lead, Lead Successful Projects. Uh, another one is Lead, uh, The Project Revolution. And another one is The Focused Organization. He's a much-in-demand speaker at events worldwide and uh, is the Director of Project Management at Glaxo Smith Klein Vaccines, GSK. So, Antonio, a massive welcome to you. Dennis, welcome. Uh, thank you for hosting me here. It's a pleasure to be at your podcast. I heard great things about leadership is changing. And so, yes, I look forward to this conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Antonio, just let our listeners know, whereabouts are you in the world today? Well, I'm, I'm from Spain. I spent quite some time there. Today, I'm in Brussels, Belgium, which is a bit of my, my hub as well. Brussels, Belgium, here in Europe. Oh, Europe. So, yeah, wonderful. Great place to be. And so, must be nice and early in the morning for you as we go into the evening here. Now, Antonio, we've uh, just given the, our listeners a brief un- introduction to you. Tell us a little bit more about your background. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Well, my background is very global. When I was a kid, I lived in many countries. My parents were moving from Spain to Mexico to Italy, to Germany, to So I've been kind of raised very global, open mindset. I started to work in a tech company called Unisys in Amsterdam. Then I moved into consulting, big consulting. And since very early, I, I really enjoyed working in projects. I had a day job, which was more uh, a process analyst, processing orders. And I found that a bit boring 
They asked me if I wanted to join a project, and I love that. It was like every day was different. But still, I had my day job, which was processing orders. So, But at one point, I managed to move into projects, and I specialized in projects. I realized how difficult they were to, to manage, to make them successful. And that made me to think that if one project is difficult to manage, how do you manage 100 projects like uh, or 1,000? And that led me to researching and and one of the key points in my career was when I was fired for this from this big consulting firm where the senior partners told me, Antonio, we we love your passion around projects and project management, but this is a, a boring topic. It's not something that uh, we can sell. You know, it's something that is tactical. It's not strategic like marketing, R&D, branding, innovation, Agile, all this stuff. And and that was a trigger for me to say, well, I need to change that. I think projects are critical. Project management is critical for every leader to understand, to build the competencies. So this is a very long introduction, but this was a key moment to say, okay, I'm going to change that. I need to think, how can I make these senior leaders understand that their futures are their projects? And if they don't spend time on it, their future of their organizations is at stake. So a long story to just say that my passion started when I was fired. And I thank the partners for that. This is about 20 years ago. And from there, I kept working. I'm, I'm still a, a practitioner working banking for seven years through the highs and the, in the, in the crash in 2007 and eight, Then I moved into uh, pharma. Now I'm working on sustainability. But at the same time, I started to teach I teach because I was a terrible student and I thought teaching has to be fun. Teachers have to be able to teach in a different way than just asking people to memorize books. So I've been teaching in business schools for also around 15, 20 years. And from there, I I went into writing and I published last uh, six months ago, just today, uh, Harvard Business Review Project Management Handbook, which was probably one of the greatest personal achievements for me being published by HBR so that finally senior leaders understand the importance of projects for their business, for themselves. Oh, wow. Congratulations on that. That's wonderful news. And uh, Harvard Business Review, brilliant. I think that's really good. And yeah, thankfully they did fire you when they did. So then you could actually do something about it and and make it fun as well, which is important. Now, I noticed that we talked about before in the the introduction that about uh, central issues on every CEO's 2030 agenda. And I presume that's around project management and how it's important for organizations moving forward. Anything else you want to share about that? Sure. I think there is uh, an issue with the word project management sounds very tactical, shows uh, engineering, IT. It's nothing that it's a fancy topic to call in a boardroom or an executive board. So I started to talk more about managing projects, managing uh, your future through projects. And that's where people resonate. One of the biggest challenges that CEOs and senior leaders have today around the world this is, is that they have more projects than employees because... Uh, they have grown, they make, they launch so many initiatives, especially in this time where, where change is, is, is so fast, competition is so aggressive that you need to constantly evolve your business, your products. So you find out yourself with more projects than employees and they still need to do their job. So I get a lot of calls from senior leaders saying, listen, how do we prioritize? How do I prioritize? I don't even know the number of projects that we have today. 
really. So I just don't know. It has become such a big issue where people don't really know the, the amount of projects they do, the, where the people work, what the, the investment they do, and especially what's the benefit that they're expecting to get from all these projects. So that's how it's becoming today. That's where I get a lot of questions is, can you please help me? I manage the operations. The operations are easy to manage, right? Most of it is automated today. And we have Lean Six Sigma and everything. But that part of the change world where we need to focus more today, it's just a black box and I need help. Please, Antonio, can you help us? So it's a bit more than just project management as we used to know it. It's more about mm. working and leading an organization in a changing world, which is operations not so important anymore. Yeah, cool. And we're going to get talk a little bit more about that because it is a changing world, which is great. Now, tell me something uh, in relation to project management. You know, I actually agree with you. I think it, it could have been a different title, could have been whatever it is, but it's really important. And I find that a lot of actually project management, program management and things like that, a lot of the guys who are the leaders of those projects or initiatives or whatever they are, people don't report, have a solid line direct into them. They don't report into them. It's more of a matrix organization, a dotted line. And they may be coming in for that project work. So I think, in my view, and I'd love to hear what you think about this, Antonio, is that I think that being a leader of a project is more important than a person who's a direct leader. What do I mean by that? Because you have to be more influential. They don't report to you. Your Their compensation and benefits aren't associated with you. And so you have to be more influential to get them to do things. What's your thoughts on that? I totally agree, Denise. It's, uh, I think what makes it interesting but challenging is when they ask you, can you lead this transformation? and goes across the organization. And previously, maybe you had an operating team or a marketing team or finance team. That I would see more as a management role, right? Is You manage a day-to-day operations, day-to-day activities. It's just putting targets for the people. You see them every day. So that's for me, is the management of the operational world, which in the past was 80-90% of of the activities in a business today with the automation, robots, operation shrinks radically. So what you find out today is most people working project-based and leadership is where it comes into play here because is what you say then is, is, wow, these people don't report to me anymore. I don't see them every day. I have conflicts with resources. That person, which is key for my project, is working in three other projects and has no time. People change their mind with what they wanted. So suddenly I need to start thinking about how I can influence the organization in a different way, how I can influence my team, which doesn't report to me, and I cannot reward it. There's very few organizations who reward people for success in their projects. It's KPIs, rewards are mostly operational driven. So how can I make them excited for them, yet I don't have any means to recompensate them? Just words and and just caring and just uh, motivating to, to get better in, in their jobs. And then a big part where I focus a lot is, well, I also need to lead and, and influence my bosses, right? When you have in an operation role, you just follow orders. They come from the top. And But here, no, I need to de- tell a CEO sometimes, listen, you're not doing your job, CEO, because you're not showing up in my meetings. You want this project to happen, then you need to be there, really. I need you. 
So it just changes completely leadership. So I really like when I heard the, your podcast is it's just spot on. It's leadership has to change if you want to succeed in today's world. Yeah, so there you go. You may even lose a customer real quickly because you tell the CEO they're not doing their job. But um, <laughs> sometimes you need to say what needs to be said and leading people from the front. Exactly. So Antonio, how did, how did you get into, into leadership yourself? I think leadership, it's a kind of a strange topic. I think somehow we all have a little bit of leadership. We need that so also personal life, I guess. But what happens is that you want to evolve as a professional. So you start seeing people that you like and you see that, well, they use other means, at least personally, I'm talking about me personally, is, well, I really like those people who gave you freedom to, to think, freedom to take decisions that encourage you when things were not going well. So that kind of said, well, I really like this type of bosses, right? I didn't know that that was leadership as opposed to a boss who was just micromanaging, checking me on, on what I was doing, picking up the issues. So I could really find a preference very quickly into what, yeah, those nice uh, bosses. And then I realized, well, this is sounds more like leadership. So I want to evolve into that. I need that for a project manager. I need leadership much more than manager often. So I just learn my weaknesses where do i need to improve what do i need to do better and and then you start a journey there to just very because leadership i realize is one of the things that takes most to learn that takes a lot of time and investment and pers a kind of perseverance it's not tomorrow i want to be a good communicator and in a week you're a good communicator it's a marathon on all these topics that you talk around leadership so i just was patient and i just choose my fields where I wanted to become a better leader and and I just work on them yeah steadily over years so this is a bit maybe my story of how you become or I became a leader yeah Antonio I like it I like what you're sharing here become a professional in your domain or your industry listeners in other words invest in yourself develop yourselves become a real professional and become world-class in what you're doing it takes time to learn. It's not a marathon. It is a marathon, right? It's not a sprint. Yeah. I think the the sort of the what I'm taking there as a as a summary is becoming a leader is a marathon, and uh, yeah. we need to 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 do that and do very well as we bring that together. Antonio, now this person could be alive or from history. I, I'm probably gonna. I, I presume you're gonna choose a Greek a Greek leader. I'm pretty sure you will. <laughs> or maybe you'll choose a Spanish one. But yeah. the thing here, I got the question I've got for you is, who's your favorite leader? And why? I will not talk about a leader in a business. One of my persons that has kind of touched me most is a, a one of the most probably the world expert in executive coaching called Marshall Goldsmith. I had the pleasure to meet him in some awards events, Thinker Fifty, and what this Marshall did a few years ago. He said, "Well, I've been very successful. I've been uh, coaching the most important CEOs around the world." I want to give away for free all what I've learned to 100 people. And I, I thought, wow, this guy, it's amazing. I was lucky to be part of one of these 100 people. And the generosity of sharing what you've uh, learned and what you've achieved to other people, I've done come across very often. I thought, wow, this is usually these people tend to be 
very ego-centered and selfish, and they want more and more and more. And I found this person, Marshall, who was willing to share. I said, well, this is, I think, modern leadership where you give away what you know, mostly freely. He introduced me to other amazing leaders like Alain Mulali, who was the former CEO of, For uh, of Boeing and moved into Ford, CEO of Ford. And I had the pleasure to discuss about leadership with Alain Mulali. So this type of two people, I would say, have uh, become friends and great influencers and great examples of leadership. It happens to know Alain Mulali was one of the best project sponsors I've ever met. He used that when he was developing uh, airplanes in Boeing, and he did that with Ford too. So it became also a connection personally on my topic. Okay, if you want to be a successful CEO, then look into Alain Mulali. He really understood projects and how to implement that in, in two major organizations. So this would be my top two picks today, Dennis. Sorry, it's not Greek or Spanish. <laughs> oh, never mind. I'm sure they know some Greek, so that's all good. Um, yeah. now, Antonio, what's really what's quite interesting you're saying there is about these two individuals. So for me, the question that just came up for me then is the importance of hanging around or being around successful people. For leaders who want to become CEOs or they're in a C-suite role or they're in a senior leader role right now and they want to become a C-suite or they want to be on a board and, and um, or even people who want to become a frontline leader, right? What should they do Should you know around successful people? Should they hang around them? What, what's, what's some things you think that they should be doing? Absolutely, Dennis. I think it's important nowadays. It's quite easy to follow uh, influential people and even get in touch with them and say, Listen, if you don't mind, you can just spare a few minutes. I'm looking for some advice. I appreciate what you're doing. So I think you need to be careful because the pros of this accessibility becomes a con in terms of, well, they get too many requests, right? And, and I'm sure you get that, Dennis. I get a lot. And, and you try to keep polite, but just when you find the right approach to you, then you say, okay, I'm going to spend time with this person. I think I can at somebody but if they're demanding their the approach is not then you try to ignore them so but definitely i think trying to get into these networks where people are generous who are willing to share i'm against commercializing everything right and and having different type of subscription the golden the platinum and that you need to find uh, the right leaders where you can get access to them i think that's part of leadership right is being accessible and helping other people. So definitely don't be shy. Just uh, be careful or thoughtful on how you approach these people for some advice. But if you do it right, I think you can really get a lot of this approach for becoming a better leader, definitely. Yeah, I like what you said there in relation to the fact that, you know, you can approach them, but, um, but also, you know, being around people and giving things. I don't mind giving my time to people and helping people and giving things to them, you know, maybe information, things like that, my knowledge experience, as long as they go and do something with it. If you're going yeah. to come to me and you want to, you want to, uh, you know, suck my brain as they call it, or I want to, you know, just to pick your brain. I'm like, well, yeah, but what are you going to do with this here? Right. I mean, it's really important that you're going to do something with it going forward. And I think that's, that's important to think about. Now, Tony, you, exactly. 
you mentioned before in relation to a little bit about leadership is changing, and that's, the, of course, the title of the show that we're on the episode, this podcast. Uh, when I mentioned that title or that statement, leadership is changing, what does that mean for you? Well, it just resonated so much because I'm, I'm thinking the future of work or the workplace or how we see organization, I believe it's changing dramatically. We've never seen the change that we've seen. And I'm not talking about uh, working through Zoom or hybrid or virtual. My research and my publication in HVR, the book or the article about the project economy says that for the past century, most of the focus and the leadership and the structure and the culture and the hierarchies has been focused on operational activities, right? 18, 90%. That's management attention, leadership attention. Priorities has always been operational activities. The, the extensive, the marketing, the finance, the, the operations, the quality, the sales. But with, with the increase of speed and decrease of change and plus adding to the mix the uh, automation, heavy automation, robotization, AI, operation shrinks. And what you see is that now most of the people, like in banking or finance, you see them working in project-based teams and agile teams. And, and to that point is that we just discussed that this leadership is different in a changing world where people don't report, people want freedom, people want to be self-managed. But they yet they want to be inspired too. They want to have the resources. They want to have senior leader support when they need that, not when you want it. So it's a very different ball game. And I'm afraid that leaders are not prepared. I think one of the major risk issues why so many projects fail, and we're talking about 60 to 70% of project failure. Imagine if you invest 1 billion in projects every year, 700 million are just wasted. It's from senior executives. Because they don't know their role. They don't know uh, how to prioritize. They have not adapted the structure uh, of their organization, the culture to be more agile. They don't know how to sponsor projects. So I think uh, it's a, just a very, very different type of leaders that we need to succeed in, in what I call the project economy, which is, yeah, most of the work is carried out through projects now. And it's a different game and you need to really change the type of leadership yeah absolutely and i love what you say there in relation to leaders are not prepared enough i don't think they are i think they're struggling they're working some long hours and and things like that because they're not able to be they're not sure how to handle things uh leaders who are handling it well you can see how they are doing it and whatever's been thrown at them they're able to adapt to, to pivot to be flexible do all those kind of things which is really interesting you know how you just talked before about how things are getting faster, and we've seen that around data, technology, social, business, project management, science, whatever you want to say. It's just getting faster and faster. What do you reckon makes a leader successful in today's world in a fast-paced, ever-changing world? Anything else you want to add? Well, I think that's it's a great question, Denise. I think it's finding the right balance between changing and not changing I, I, let me explain because i think if you just keep changing with all the trends that you see in the competition you just drive your people crazy you cannot establish reliable process that you still need to to deliver your products or your services uh, you cannot keep changing your strategy or your purpose so 
there is a part of your business and or your narrative and or your key strategic elements where it needs to be solid. And that's maybe the purpose. I love to talk about purpose, of course. But and there's part of your business that needs to keep stable. Many of the products just take times to get to know, but some other parts have to change, right? So, and some projects have to be started and then canceled because you see. So, finding that right balance of focus, uh, clarity, uh, stability, while at the same time changing part of it, it just makes the life of the leader so difficult, right? It's not just changing because of changing and following trends. It's finding that mix where you keep the core stable, focused, strong, uh, long-term view while changing some of the elements, which might lead you in five years that you have a different business, but it should just evolve towards that, not radical disruption. So this is my reflection after looking at many organizations that, wow, this is a much difficult job today that, CEOs and leaders have than 5, 10, 20, 40 years ago. Yeah. Gosh, who would want to be a leader today? No, don't do it. <laughs> it's fun. I love it. It's just so oh, challenging. It is. It's, it is. It is. And it's a great challenge and it's really good. And I think that leaders who do pick up and do things, I really encourage them as well too, Antonio. I think it's a, it's a wonderful thing to do. And yeah, it's really good. Now, you and I have been talking about leaders and we've been talking about project management and um, executives and 60 to 70% of uh, projects that will fail and that's due to some senior executives and so forth. And it's really interesting to see. Now, the question I've got here is if we change gears now or if we change lenses and think about it from an employee's perspective now, we're talking about employees, how has employees' expectations of leaders changed? I think employees are more demanding. They're less afraid of challenging leaders or asking uh, leaders to even change their behavior or asking for help. Previously, I think leadership slash management was very hierarchical, top-down. Uh, we take the decisions at the top. We set goals for you. Just do your goals. Uh, if, you're, if you make them great, if not, you will be punished. Uh, but don't bother me too much, right? I'll come to see you once in a while. I'll do an inspirational speech, but let's, let's not go into details. And I think now uh, employees are expecting the leaders to get involved, to get uh, dirty if needed, to stay there if if there's a mess and you need to sort it during the weekend. Well, you expect the leader to be there too. And so uh, it's much more teamwork right it's it's just fusion between leaders and the team and working together to go through uh, difficult times or or exciting times but the gap or the ceiling that there was between senior management and and the employees and even middle management is shrinking and i think for me that's also partially because of employees not because leaders said we need to change that most of the clients of employees leaving or speaking up and saying, we need to change. And and so I think HR probably has done a lot into that too, but kind of breaking the ceiling and working more flat. And uh, and you see that in some companies where they've moved from 17 uh, management levels, I remember in a bank, two or three. There's just much more closeness between even board members and CEO and, and the team. So I think... Yeah, that's thanks to employees, which are 
more demanding, which they have the power now to choose where they want to work in the type of culture they want to work with the type of leaders they want to work. And I'm sure some leaders saw that they didn't have teams, so they had to change. Mm-hmm. Yep, I like it. <laughs> so employees' expectations of leaders, and I'm laughing, Antonio, because I think it's so true. When you step back and think about it, they want leaders to roll up their sleeves and get dirty. They want their leaders to get in there with them and, and help them and not sit in the ivory tower giving out instructions and things like that. It's It's totally different today. So, Antonio, if I was to get your crystal ball out now and we think about the future here, where do you see leadership being in five years from now? Uh, it's a great, great question. There's a huge disruption. We just talk about that. And I talk about what we're seeing now in organizations is a bit like the geek economy that we all know with lots of freelancers, but within organizations. So imagine that you work for HP and your employees are freelancers all working for HP, but they have the choice to choose where they work and the projects they like. So how do you manage an Uber within your organization where you have lots of freelancers uh, working for you on their payroll, but they choose where they want to work, how to make it, they move from here when they're available. When So uh, what type of leadership is that? How can you make this new way of working, this platform, this successful? I think there needs to be a lot of inspiration. I think there needs to be a lot of purpose. There needs to be excitement for the people. So it's really around motivation, inspiration, uh, providing the means. We should not forget getting dirty when it's needed and supporting the teams on the field when it's needed. So it's much more kind of ethereum. It's like you don't see it, but it's there. And, And it's interesting. I think there's not going to be so much change that yeah, how you can inspire people constantly uh, to do their job on their own as freelancers belonging to your organization. Wow, it's it's going to be challenging, but uh, really exciting. Yeah, I think a lot of culture, a lot of inspiration. So I don't know, it's just I'm brainstorming while you made the question, which I knew, but it's just a, such a great question. It can take us to, to many places, even that... Maybe you don't need leaders anymore. So just, uh, I love these future thinking questions because it opens room for uh, a very different world. Antonio, maybe you and I need to go to Spain or go to Greece sometime <laughs> and sit down and, and have yes. a nice coffee and a last lunch and we can talk about this brainstorming I and start that. talking more. That'd be great. That's really quite interesting what you have to say about uh, you know the gig economy and freelancers and, and a large corporate and how do you actually lead that? It's really, really interesting. Yeah. It's going to be quite an interesting topic. Well, Antonio, it's been a real pleasure. Thanks for joining us on today's show. If our listeners are wanting to get a hold of you, where should they go? My website, which is my name, antonionietorodriguez.com or LinkedIn. I have a, a LinkedIn newsletter. There's three LinkedIn learning courses, one for sponsors. So if you're a leader, better look into that and, and just reach out. It's so easy. And I always reply. So Thank you, Dennis, for hosting me here and and inviting me to speak at your podcast. Yeah, thank you. It's a real pleasure. There you go, listeners. It's really coming down to the fact that leading in a matrix environment, it's uh, it's about becoming a leader. It's not a marathon. And also, remember to roll up your sleeves in this gig economy and make sure you're there beside those employees 
and you're in there working with them and showing them and inspiring them to move forward. Hey, listeners, what we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Look out for the episodes as they're being released. Download them, have a listen, put a review and a rating. Feel free to share them with your friends, your family, and your network. Hey, if there's any feedback you'd like to give me about the show, or if there's a question you have for the Ask Dennis Freestyle episode, then send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Hey, listeners, it's always a pleasure being with you. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world.